0: Welcome to the Whitaker Report. I'm your host, Dean Whitaker, President and CEO of Whitaker Associates Incorporated. In each episode, we introduce you to leaders in economic development. We speak with the members of the economic development community to provide you with insight into the future of the profession. In this episode, we have as our guest, Lee Crum, President and CEO of B North Kentucky, Growth Partnership, an organization whose mission is to attract, retain, and grow businesses in Boone Campbell in Kenton County, Kentucky. Lee was appointed to his current position in April of 2019 after extensive business experience in the private sector. Lee was recognized in 2018 and again in 2023 as one of the top 50 North American economic developers by Consultant Connect. In 2022, Lee and his team at B North Kentucky won 19 projects representing $292 million in investment, and 2,356 jobs. Today, we'll talk with us about the trends in economic development, and more specifically, about how the nature of economic development is changing, and as a result, the role of the economic developer. Please join me as we welcome Lee Crum, President and CEO of B North Kentucky Partnership, to the Whitaker Report for joining us today we appreciate you taking your time to to uh, meet with us and share some some of your thoughts about some of the challenges of economic development and kind of where we're headed but my first question really is about um northern kentucky and your neck of the woods and what are some of the challenges and opportunities you see you've been in this position about four years now what what have you seen and where, where do you see things headed
1: yeah, well, certainly, uh, it has been a crazy four years. When you think about where the world has has yeah. gone from, and where we were in 2019 to where we are today, you know, who would have ever predicted the a global pandemic, the political turmoil that we've had, the uh, a a ground war in Europe, uh, you know, different geopolitical challenges that have come out. It has really been a fascinating time, and you know, in economic development, to some extent, all of those can have little ripples or fingers of effect on on your community. Uh, and, we, and we see a little bit of those. I, I I like to think Dean that that our challenges and we have them, they're the challenges of a prosperous community. When you think about communities that that are having success and that are growing, they're, they're growing pains that result from that. And so so every community has a challenge um, and, I, and I think ours fall into that. And so when I think about where we focus a lot of energy, you know, workforce is an important topic for us. People, uh, demographic growth is a, is a challenge, but it's a good challenge. We're a growing community, but we'd like to be growing more. Um, good good sites are a challenge for us. They're a challenge for us because we've had a lot of industrial growth and office growth, and they've consumed the available land. Uh, and just like other prosperous communities, we need more more good sites. Um, you know, we talk to clients. Clean energy is is a is a growing question that they're asking. How can we have more access to clean energy supplies? Um, are, are things that that people are talking about, and so so these are the conversations that we're having inside of our community. But I really think they're all the kind of questions or challenges that that communities uh, that are prosperous at the moment are are asking themselves. And, and then inside of that, there's an opportunity and. We've just started talking to our community kind of writ large about how do we address some of these things? How do we be uh, progressive in our approach to them to maybe capitalize? So if we can create create unique um, solutions to workforce or unique solutions to getting more industrial sites available, uh, does that give us a competitive advantage in the mar- in the market? or when companies are doing site selection projects. So we're we're trying to not look at these as old kind of doom and gloomy kinds of things, but mm-hmm. where can we find opportunities inside of them?
0: That's a great idea. I really admire your approach. We've been working with a client right now on a site selection for a solar farm. And so these are probably something to be thinking about for your area. Um, I know that Rick Weddle at one time when he was at the Research Triangle Park, leased all the rooftops of all the buildings in the Research Travel Park with the intention of putting solar panels on them. So maybe there's some things you're going to do to address your clean energy supply question. I think yeah, and we,
1: we've, had, we've had good success with that. If you look at uh, Amazon's big air hub, the Prime Air Hub at CVG. Um, They're going solar panels all all across the top of of that for that very reason. We've got a lot of other clients that are are looking into that. One of the challenges of that is when you have a mature industrial base, if they built their building in the 70s or 80s, they may not have the structural strength in the building to do that. And so some of those folks can be a little bit bit limited.
0: I understand. Um, The other question I had was, what do you see as some of your competitive advantages? So you've got your fast-growing area, and you know this three-county region of northern
1: Kentucky. What are some of your advantages? Yeah, there, there's a bunch, and you know the 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 foundation or the underlying advantage that we are always going to have is 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 look is you know talking about real estate location, 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 mm-hmm. and, and we think about that in terms of of not just industrial. It's incredibly important in, in industrial, but also in terms of of professional services and office. You sit in the Eastern Time Zone, so when you think about where are people in North America, from Toronto and Montreal all the way down to to Miami, um, you're in the Eastern Time Zone, so you can directly service them from a from an office or professional services perspective. You also sit proximate to all of those people. So whether you're sending a semi-truck or you're putting a business consultant or a financial planner on a plane, you've got great access to those markets. So location for us in Northern Kentucky, being a part of the Cincinnati metropolitan region is, is always a great advantage. You know, one of the other things that that is really unique is we really sit astride the kind of Midwest Southern um, Uh, I don't want to say borders, borders isn't the right word, but communities, if you will. And so I think you get a lot of that Midwestern work ethic, but the advantages that you've seen people take advantage of of being in the southeast of of late. And we really we really sit on on where those two things come together. I think that's a a nice advantage for us. Kentucky, of course, is a low cost state in a lot of ways, Um, low cost of energy, uh, labor, generally speaking, when you compare it to the rest of the United States is low cost, which I think is advantageous. And I think when you look at our legislature and our governor, they've shown they have the ability to do big deals and to want to be aggressive or progressive in economic development. And when you're working with a client, that that's a really helpful thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I bet it is. Where do you see things headed the next three to five years, looking out into the future a
1: bit? What, what do you see coming up? Yeah, you know, Dean, I we talk about this locally and it go back to my original answer with I I kind of think of it like this. I think there were a lot of trends that were under the surface that COVID mm-hmm. and other things kind of just fully ruptured. And, and you think about the simplest one is the, the baby boomers are are moving out of the workforce and the Y's and the Zs are really becoming the dominant cohort. That was happening anyway. Um, but 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 the pandemic really just brought that full scale. Um, other things to me add up to, we talk about scarce resources. I, th- I think in particular, the next three, five, maybe even 10 years, we are, we are moving into a world of more, more scarce resources than what we've had the previous 20. You don't have this ever-growing supply of workforce. You don't have this ever-growing supply of places you can go for industrial land. And so we talk in our community about that and how do we make, how do we think about those in terms of investments? How do we invest our workforce by the jobs that we're bringing here? How do we invest our workforce by the types of training that we are providing them? Um, how do we invest our industrial land by how we develop it develop it, and what we uh, develop on it as a community? And so we, we are talking about it again, not from a negative perspective, but from an investment perspective on these scarce resources. And I, I think for us, that's that's at least where we are starting that next three, five-year window.
0: I think that's a, a commendable thought. And that kind of leads me to a, another question. It's more about um, the trends that you see. And, and one of those appears to be kind of a more an investment approach. You have limited, just like... Um, a financial investment. Well, it is a financial investment, but it's a, an investment not just financially, but it's an investment in the community's future. And mm-hmm. what do you want this area to look like in 5, 10, or 20 years? Because there's really three futures. There's there's kind of the preferred, um, the probable, and then the possible. And so I think the preferred one means a little bit like sailing. When you When you leave the channel here, you have to pick a course. And, yep. and leave Holland, Michigan. You go five degrees to the left, you end up in Chicago, and then you go five degrees to the right, you go to Milwaukee. And so, choosing your your future has to happen today for where you're going to end up in three to five years. And but yeah. uh, um, I've had a little experience with your organization in the past where you you sat down and actually talked with about choosing a future. Um, and and i always commended your region for having the insight and the leadership to be able to think that that way about what do we want this community to be and and where
1: are we headed yeah so so dean you, you just you said the magic word uh be so you think about our company here northern kentucky triad uh was created in the late 80s which was gosh two generations of economic development ago maybe three generations of economic development ago and we, and we rebranded and we renamed the company in, in February of this past year. And, mm-hmm. and, and we called it Be Northern Kentucky. And, and it is exactly what you just said was one of the biggest driving forces of that renaming. And we now go out into the co- community and we talk about who do we want to be? What do we want to be? Um, what, do, what should Northern Kentucky look and feel like 5, 10, or 20 years from now? And to your exact point... We have to set that course now to attain attain those futures. And so so that is so important to us. It literally became an element of the renaming of the company from Northern Kentucky Triad to B-Northern Kentucky or B-N-K-Y. The other part of that name is growth partnership. Mm -hmm. We really wanted to make sure that that was on the nameplate when people walk up to the door, that it is a growth partnership. We as a company or economic developers cannot sit in our silo and just do deals and bring companies to the community and think that that is going to chart the path to a success. Yeah, I'll work that sailing back in there for you. Chart a path to a successful future. It has to be a partnership with public sector, private sector, other nonprofits, community members to get to the place where we want to be. I get excited about that. So I kind of charted (laughs) off on there.
0: I, I I see that, and I and I think you need to be excited about of what, where you're at and what you're doing. And speaking of excitement, then um, what concerns you the most as you look into your crystal ball? What as you're you're looking at that issue of, of of being and choosing a future? What concerns
1: you? Yeah. So again, I I go back to that that topic of being a prosperous community. We sit from a position of a favorable position today. And so I think sometimes when you are in a prosperous community, it's easy to take that for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes you'll hear you will hear in prosperous communities. We we need to we need to not grow or we need to slow growth or we, you know, and and they say we don't want to be like X, Y, Z community out there that maybe has seen too much growth. Mm -hmm. And so that's concerning um, because. As we talk about it here, I've said this a lot recently, Dean, success is not a given. The fact that we are successful today does not guarantee that we are going to be successful tomorrow. And there are many different outcomes between where we are today and XYZ city that you think has overgrown or overbuilt or over something. Um, And so as we move down this path, we can choose maybe what kind of problems we want to deal with. And I would much rather deal with the problems that come from being successful than having never been successful at all. And so these are, to me, this is a really important conversation that we're trying to have with our our community. How do we respect the thoughts of people who maybe are seeing some of the negative aspects of growth, whether it's, you know, they can't hire people or traffic has gotten a little bit difficult for them with the idea that you can never stop growing. You can never stop pushing your community forward because as I said, success is not a given.
0: Well you you uh, work in a wonderful area and I I've, I've spent some time down there and I the impressions I came away with was a, a a place that has its act together and that has the quality of leadership to be able to bring about that vision that you you just described. So I think you're you're in a great location and have the the backup to that. Um, one of the concerns I had there was the bridge over uh, mm-hmm. the river, and where does that stand today? What, what's happening
1: with the bridge? Yeah, so the great news is, thanks, and again, you think about what our country can do when when we work together, really a bipartisan effort, and President Biden uh, visited us in the spring, and he stood on a stage with Senate, Senator McConnell, and, and President Biden said, this bridge doesn't get done without this Republican. And the Republican could say this bridge doesn't get done without the efforts of this Democrat president. So the bridge is going forward. It's in the the design phase now. Um, I think they're going to break ground after the first of the year and start the actual construction of that. And I should have looked this up before, Dean. I think it's about a four-year build cycle. They're going to do this design-build concept where everything's kind of going forward at the same time to shorten... The, the horizon on that. But I think it's about four years after the after the uh, beginning of this new year that we should be complete with that. So wow. it's exciting. It's a hugely important project for our community.
0: And, and you said across the river then from a fairly large regional economic development organization, how, did the, how do the two of you work together? How does that play out?
1: Yeah, look, there's a, nobody has, I've been in this industry 10 years. And as as of yet, nobody has shown me a model that works better than partnership. Um, you, you cannot do this work, again, in your silo or on your own. So So we are a partner of Ready Cincinnati. They are the economic development for the entire 16-county MSA. And we actually depend on them to provide very important services that we take advantage of. So, so we are, we are committed to partner to theirs. Our, our marketing person who's sitting here with me talks regularly to their marketing team. Our project team talks regularly to their project team. As a matter of fact, we had a board meeting earlier this week and Kim Lauterbach, the president of Ready Cincinnati, who's on our board made a presentation about her vision for regional strategy and how we will play a part of that going forward. So, um we're an absolute partner of ready cincinnati and, and they're a really well-run organization that we we mm-hmm. enjoy working with
0: that's very cool but well, in order to keep our our time limited and and also keep our listeners attention <laughs> i think we need to kind of wrap this up what other any other comments you'd like to make that or things that i haven't touched on that you'd like to um
1: Gosh, I'm I'm trying to think about that. Let me take a quick peek at my notes. I kind of just blow through topics. I get excited about these things, so, you know. People, not a problem. people ask you to come online and talk about yourself and your company. And that uh if yeah, you can't get excited easy. about that, you're probably in the wrong chair. You know, honestly, I can't think of anything. To, to your point earlier about how about the community, I feel very fortunate and blessed. One, I found this career work late, late in life. I was mm-hmm. I was 25 years into my professional services career when I found economic development. I think the work as economic developers that we get to do is tremendously important for communities. I I feel blessed that I get to do the work every day. I feel very fortunate that I found Northern Kentucky and I get to do this work here because to your point, it's a very well-run community. And and man, when when I look out the conference room doors behind me, we have just a fantastic team that that is really passionate about making a difference in this community and just feel again so lucky that to uh, get to come to work here and, and do this with them every day so um thank, thanks for giving me the opportunity to tell our story and just kind of rant and rave for a few minutes thank you thank for you for
0: listening ran- to this episode of the whitaker report and a special thanks to Lee crom for helping us get inside and better understand the changes taking place in economic development again i am dean whitaker your host thank you for listening